Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again. I'm 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Today, we're going... I mean, I could just say we're going to the max because Max Verstappen won the Formula One Drivers' Championship and because he's a two-time world champion, they say to the max is in T-O, T-double, T-W-O, to the max. I could say that or I could just begin the podcast without a pun that everybody will use. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm, by the way, okay. All right, I'm getting this. I'm getting this advertisement for for this. Uh, what what is it? For this, like, it's so hard to describe. I don't know. I don't want to say what it is, but it's like I get this advertisement for. Like what? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. Fucking thousands of people read this book. I gotta read this book now. It's 134 pages. Alright, I'll say it. Because I'm, what I'm saying just makes no sense. So, I am... Um, I was, like, watching this advertisement for this fast food joint called Crystal. And Brittany Renner, who isn't necessarily the best of persons or people... Is like now like an advertisement for Crystal, which Crystal is like, it's like one of the worst fast food joints I've ever been to. But depending on where you live, you you have it or whatever. But I was like, all right, I'm just gonna like I was like, who's this hot girl on on uh who's like advertising Crystal to me now? And I was like, oh, it's Brittany Renner, because they said so. But I'm sorry, I just got really distracted again. I have the mind of a gerbil. Anyways, I never said I was smart. I'm like, I never said I was smart. But, um, anyways, we have the midday games. I want to watch them. Or not watch them, but I have watched them. We'll talk about them. Uh, Dallas beat the Rams. I'll give you the implications of that, as well as the Eagles beating the Cardinals in a very, very close victory. We will talk about it. And also, I'm watching and I'm finishing off the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals, so we'll talk about it. No podcast tomorrow, as always, during the regular season, just because it's just like, it'll, it'll be too much. I'll come back Tuesday, so I won't see you tomorrow, I'll see you Tuesday. But we're going to have a great podcast regardless. Cannot wait to get into it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24th I think Max Verstappen is the only driver in the paddock right now in Formula One that has his own fucking theme song. That's how, that's how awesome he is. He's just like, I got my own theme song. Super Max. Mm. Mm. God, I can't wait for, for Formula One again. Jesus Christ. I'm so excited. So excited for next year. 
to see what some of these teams are going to do. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited. Yes! Mm, this season was so awesome. Jesus Christ. I, I will say this. I get why people are so annoyed with, like, Lewis Hamilton and and um and Mercedes because it's just, like, after watching Max Verstappen essentially just win for the entirety of the season about halfway through it, like, for the last two, maybe three months, but no, I mean, I was about to say, I, I thought it was, like, August for some weird reason, but I'm like, it's October, but I'm like, for the last past, like, four to five months, I've known that Max Verstappen was going to win, to be honest with you. The driver's championship. It was just getting the amount of races that he needed to get there. And I was just like, maybe he'll do it today. But I got to read Brittany Renner's new book or old book that got her popular. Jesus. Or not. Because it's just like. Dude, some of these fucking books that I'm reading not reading but i'm like looking at oh no never mind and it's her book is 20 dollars. it's just like it's 134 pages and it's 20 dollars. no sorry anyways going back to um going back to football sorry i got really distracted because i do want to like read some of the uh like the taglines for the book but I, I, regardless, regardless of the Britney Renner book, because was it Lena the Plug read it? I, I'm saying a bunch of names and I'm saying a bunch of things that to the uninitiated has no idea. But regardless, let me go all the way back to football because that's that's why we're here. We're here to talk about football and not Formula One. Mm. Today was a great day. I still haven't gone over my overall record for today, but I it looks like I'll probably clutch out the last six games. How many losses do I have? It felt like I have I feel like I have six losses on the day already, so Colts didn't pick correctly. Uh neither did the Packers. The Packers game, the Patriots game, the Jags game. So I'm already at like four five the Dolphins oh I'm at five so I'm at like 11 overall games that I picked correctly okay all right including probably the Baltimore Ravens because they're probably going to win today against the Bengals it's 16 to 10 I'll wave the white flag I don't think the Ravens are a contender watching this game seeing how much the Baltimore Ravens have struggled this year you know what can I make a prediction in the earlier block, in the earlier podcast, I made a prediction that the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Chiefs, and the Bills are all Super Bowl contenders at this point in the regular season. And I usually don't do that because I usually don't say, well, this team is a Super Bowl contender and da 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 I don't do that because I feel like it's a little bit corny, hackneyed, and to be honest with you, for the most part, it's wrong. And I like to have a little bit more information, but... If things extrapolate, if things continue the way that they're going, then more likely than not, those five teams are going to be NFC Divisional Round, NFC Championship Round, and they'll all be vying for that Super Bowl, more likely than not. So, I made a prediction today. I'll make, I'll make another prediction today as well. I think Patrick Mahomes probably will win the MVP. I don't think Lamar 
I mean, Lamar hasn't played great tonight. He could he could bounce back significantly, but I don't necessarily think that four touchdown Lamar Jackson is going to be a thing. I will say this as well. Holy fucking shit. Baltimore needs a better offense. They need to figure this thing out because their offense is stuck in the mud. Their offense, for some horrifying reason, can't take advantage of of uh, of Rashad Bateman, of Mark Andrews, and of Devin Duvernay and things of that nature. They just and Isaiah Likely as well. They just can't take advantage of some of the guys that they have. And so you get these really disjointed, awkward performances from the Ravens, uh, like tonight, for example, where I feel like the Bengals have nobody. They have, like, no guys in the secondary outside of a good corner in Chetabay Awuji. But outside of him, they don't really have anybody, and the Ravens can't fucking take advantage of it. And I'm like, Ravens, um, I mean, it's a 16-10 ball game, and the Bengals have been, I mean, they've been off all season long. So this is more of the same. This is more of, eh, meh, from the Bengals. Especially from the coaching staff. They ran this like really, really terrible fourth down play either in the third quarter. I can't remember. Either in like the third quarter where it was like fourth and goal and they were inside the Ravens 10. So it was like they were deep inside the Ravens red zone. And they tried to run one of those like shovel passes that Patrick Mahomes runs where Patrick Mahomes would like run a play that looks like a bootleg, but Travis Kelsey is like, you know, oops, I accidentally forgot to block, and now he's like behind the center, and the center is now getting upfield, and then Patrick Mahomes has this like this shovel pass to him, like it's this forward pass, it's a shovel pass, and Travis Kelsey essentially like becomes a linebacker almost at that point, or not a linebacker, but a running back, and he just you know, just runs behind his offensive line and he's a big, big, big boy. So he's, you know, it's it's hard to bring him down on that play. And it's kind of a weird play because it's a lot of action rolling right and then it comes back over across his body to the left. It's a weird play. But the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Bengals try to run it and it, it, it didn't work at all. Did not work at all. It was terribly executed. And terribly executed complex plays are just a sign of bad coaching, you know? I remember when Dallas a couple of years ago with Jason Garrett tried to run the Philly Philly and it was horrible. It was terrible. Like they just, it was terribly executed. And that was when like everybody was running the Philly Philly and things of that nature. And then like, I think it was, oh, it was in 2020. It was during the Giants game. The Cowboys ran the Philly Philly to like perfect perfection or to perfection. It was awesome. I was just like, oh, they, they did it. Finally, like after three years after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, after like everybody essentially had run it, hold on. After like, sorry about that. After everybody and their mother found out how to like run that play, the Cowboys finally did it, but better late than never. But um, going back to the Bengals and the Ravens, I just don't think either one of these teams are going to be contenders. And... Both offenses have been stifled today, which I'm a bit shocked if I'm 100% honest with you. Both quarterbacks haven't played great today as well. Again, a bit shocked as well. 
the defenses have been all over the offensive lines as well. And it's just like, I just saw, I kid you not, I just saw Joe Burrow drop back to pass. And he's looking at a throwing lane through B-gap. And as he's looking through that throwing lane, there's like two defensive tackles, four, or two defensive linemen, four, the Baltimore Ravens that are just looking at Joe Burrow and are just like just waiting for him to throw the football through that gap, through B-gap. And once he does, they just, both of them extend their left arms and they have their right arms on the uh, on the guard and the tackle and they just bat the ball down. It was insane. I was just like, oh, the Baltimore Ravens know exactly what the, what the Bengals are doing. It's sad. Also, I didn't like how the Bengals were trying to get Jamar Chase involved in very, very lazy ways. Like, I'm all for, like, like it was just, they tried, to me, the Bengals, they were just like, we're just going to get Jamar Chase involved in the game in a bunch of ways that, um, so that way we can just, like, satiate people saying, like, oh, okay, like, get him involved and we'll have him, we'll have him on, like, I, I can't remember some of the plays, but they were, like, they were very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not low percentage plays when it comes to like working or whatever, but they were like the types of plays where I'm like, he's not going to get a lot of yards and he doesn't have the possibility to get yards like on those screen plays that are easily to predict, easy to predict, excuse me, like screen plays. They didn't give him the football on quick, on quick, quick slants with some clear out routes. The Baltimore Ravens were all over the Bengals and what they were trying to do offensively and there's like another screenplay and it works pretty well it was like second and six and jamar chase gets a first down but i'm like how many times have i seen them run screenplays with jamar chase i'm like it, it's just it's too many times why don't you run him with some uh some some quick slants i don't know just saying just saying but it's 16 to 10 right now baltimore's up obviously by six points, and I don't know. I said it, I think, after the Cowboys game where I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere fast this season. Damn. You know how I said, I said it when the Cowboys played them, and I'm I'm really watching them as I'm talking about them. When the Cowboys played up against the Bengals, I said, the Cowboys are out coaching the Bengals, they know exactly what they're doing. They know how to stop their pass rush. They know everything. And now it's kind of the same thing with the Baltimore Ravens defense. The Bengals just try to run the football on first down in like a draw play. You know, trying to confuse the Baltimore Ravens defense. And the Baltimore Ravens defense didn't buy it at all. They got like three yards in the play. They knew exactly what they were running. I feel like Baltimore knows exactly what the Bengals are running, but they're just, I don't think they have some of the players, you know? I don't think they have the linebacker, really. I don't think Patrick Queen is, like, elite, to be honest with you. I don't think he's that good. He's in his, what, like, third year? I don't think he's that good. And some of their corners, like Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey are just... I don't know. I don't know. 
I think the reason why the Bur- why the Bengals offense isn't playing well is because of Zach Taylor, not not because of the actual player, players and Joe Burrow. If I'm 100% honest with you, but I don't know. We'll see about them. Bengals are putting together a really really solid drive at the end of the game with like five minutes left. This is for like all the marbles. Both teams are two and two, so that's not really good at all. Oh my goodness. They're both so bad. Or not so bad. I talked about it earlier today where I was like, you have the Lions losing to the Patriots today. They go like one and five. And I said, oh, uh, their season is over with. It's done. They're over. They lost a lot of close games, but it doesn't matter at this point in the regular season because we're going to, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start like having certain teams separate each other when it comes to wins and losses. The worst thing that you can have in the NFL is a team like the Eagles or the Cowboys going up up against, like, let me check the standings here. Hold on. Going up against a team like the, like the Seattle Seahawks, which are one game behind. Oh, my God. Every single team... In the NFC West, I think, lost today, except for the 49ers, excuse me. So, the 49ers are the one seed, which I don't think they're a very good team. And they lost Nick Bosa today as well. But you don't want, for example, the Cowboys to go up against a team like Seattle, who's like one game behind the one seed in their division. Because uh, the... The Seattle Seahawks are because every other good team is just like terrible. The Vikings are four and one today. The Packers are three and two. Like there are just certain teams that are playing football today that just put themselves in a really, really good spot when it comes to their divisions because their divisions are just a mess today or have been a mess today. But as I said earlier, I got like 11 games right. It was looking a little bit dicey, looking a little bit chippy. But I got them right, and we'll talk about all of the uh, the games here in a couple of days. But today I want to talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys because they both won their respective games, and I said that they were really, really important that they do win their respective games. Their respective games are, and like Babe Ruth, by the way, called my shot last week. I said that I feel like the Cowboys are going to beat the Rams. I'm going to call my shot this week. I'm going to call my shot this week in two different ways. A, I don't think Dak Prescott plays on Sunday. It's still a little bit foggy. It's still a little bit misty. I feel like Dak probably could have played today if they needed him. I also think that the Cowboys are like, we're on a four-game winning streak. We have time. We have patience. We're one of the best teams in the NFC. When it comes to the standings, we literally only are behind the Eagles. So just Dak, just get up, just rest up. Actually, you'll love this. It is at four and one. You will never guess this. You'll never believe this. At four and one, there are, I believe, four teams at four and one. One of those is the Bills. One of those is the Cowboys. 
You want to try and take a shot at the other two. I guarantee you, you probably will not get it. I'll help you out. The other two teams are the Giants and the Vikings. That's how bad the league is right now. Where the Vikings got off scot-free against the Bears, even after the Bears had had a pretty relatively close game today. And the Giants have just played cupcakes all, all fucking uh, year. And they played another one today. Who did they play again today? Look up, who did they play? Who did the Giants play today? Oh, the Packers. Wow. That's not a cupcake. But I also didn't believe in the Packers as well. I was like, I purged. I watched. I watched that game. I watched that game. And I forgot about the Packers. Do you want to know why I forgot about the Packers? Because the Packers are a fucking joke. They're a fucking joke. And you can't take a fucking joke seriously. But there's a lot of teams. There's really only like a couple of teams and the Cowboys and the Eagles that to me have like set themselves apart from literally every other team in the pack. And they both won today. And they both played up against two of the best teams, quote unquote, in the NFC. And in Dallas's case, they fucking curb stomped them. In the Eagles' case, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch this game. It was a little bit of a struggle for them. It really was. 20-17 to 17 against the Arizona Cardinals. And really, if the Arizona Cardinals at the end of uh, the game, if their kicker hadn't have missed an absolute chip shot, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. A professional football kicker should be able to hit a 43-yard field goal on any given day of the week. You are indoors. You are inside your home stadium. You could not hit a 43-yard field goal? Insanity to me. That's insanity to me. Speaking of insanity, I just... Saw Joe Burrow go down the football field, march his happy ass down there, and score on the Baltimore Ravens' average defense at this point. It's average. Like, I mean, it's a quarterback sneak. And, I mean, but it's not just that the Balt, not the Baltimore, the Bengals. Hold on. Joe's spiking it in Baltimore. It's not just that, like, it's a quarterback sneak on like second and goal with like two minutes left or da 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 da. It's just like, bro, you guys have been dominating the 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 Ravens all fucking game long. Lamar, I get it, hasn't played great, but guess fucking what? You can't be up by 17 points every single fucking week. And it's like, I don't. Who do the Baltimore play? Ravens play next week? As I was about to get into my spiel about the Cowboys, again the game isn't finished yet. They'll go down to New York next week. They'll beat New York. Then they go up against the Browns, the Bucks, and the Saints, and, and it's it's a shoulders run. I don't know. I don't know if they beat those teams. And it has nothing to do with Lamar. And this is what pisses me off about the fucking Baltimore Ravens so fucking much. Because everybody's like, good defensive team, good defensive team, good defensive team. 
They have lost the last two games because of their defense. I don't care what Lamar Jackson has done. They were up by 17 points. They should not lose to a team when they're up by 17 points. It's like, do what you did in the first half and the second half. I don't get it. It's ridiculous. It's 16 to 16 now. Lamar's warming up. And it's like, hey, has he played fucking lights out tonight? No, he hasn't played lights out tonight. But neither is Joe fucking Burrow. When is Lamar going to get some help, man? When is he going to get something from his fucking defense? God damn. Every single fucking week. It's like Lamar has to fucking be Cam Newton. He has to put on his fucking Superman cape and carry the fucking Baltimore Ravens every single fucking week. It's ridiculous. He has to carry the coaching staff who won't scheme for him. He has to carry the defense that'll blow huge leads. It's insane, man. Just help him out one time. One time. I get it. This is a pretty low-scoring game. It's 17-6 right now after the Bengals' extra point is good. It's like, God damn. Divisional rival at home, your defense can't help him out a little bit more. A little bit more, man. I don't get it. And by help him out a little bit more, I mean like end of the game type of stuff, right? Close the fuck out. You don't want to know what I've loved about Dallas over the last couple of weeks? Why I think that Dallas is a Super Bowl contender? They close out fucking football games. And it's not just in the running game. It's in the defense as well. Not just offensively, but defensively. Like Trevon Diggs, I mentioned he had the the uh, the late game interception against the Giants. He had the tackle against Jamar Chase that um that set up Dallas in good field position where the Dallas Cowboys were able to roll down the football field and kick the extra point. Like Dallas has closed out football games this year. And I look at the Ravens and I'm like, how are you guys not closing out football games? Figure this stuff out. You have way too many good football players on defense as well. It's like, like figure, figure it out. Figure it out. It's a joke. Way too many good football players. Oh, God. So fucking frustrating. Holy shit. Cannot, cannot believe, like, how ridiculous this is. Like 17 to 16. It's like one minute, 58 seconds left. So I apologize if I go from talking about the Cowboys and the Rams. You know what? I got fucking time. Let's watch Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens close out the game. I'm like, they can wait. Eagles and the Cowboys can wait. Let me stand up. I want to watch Lamar Jackson in this final sequence. And we'll talk about it. I'll cast it. I'll do all that other stuff. Let me stand my ass up. Hold on. All right, so Lamar, he's in the gun right now. Just give him a quick slant. I don't know if Rashad Bateman's out there. He's got, yeah, no, he's out there. He's out there. He's 13, right? He's 13 or three. I don't know which one he is. I don't think he's got a target all game long. I'm like, is, is Rashad Bateman hurt? Is he not hurt? I, I always watch the games on mute, so I don't, I don't get like the injury reports and the injury updates or whatever. I think he's out there. 
And I'm like, okay, boom. Lamar's, he's starting to roll down the football field. And by roll down the football field, I mean he's gotten a quick first down. But hold on. Don't tell me that Mark Andrews just fumbled the football. Do not tell me that Mark Andrews just fumbled the football or had that football be taken away from him. Mark Andrews just got stood up. It doesn't matter. They're going fast. God damn. God damn, Lamar is so fucking awesome. So, I hate it whenever people are like, Lamar Jackson doesn't know. Or not know, doesn't know, but he, he, he's a runner. 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 And it's like, literally, Lamar Jackson fucking drops back to pass, stand, is trying to like go through his progressions, and he's getting harassed by the Bengals' defense. Getting harassed by the Bengals' defense. His right tackle just let up a pressure. He has to step up, and he's just like, fuck it, I'll run, because nobody's open, so I'll do it myself. I know he hasn't played great, but that's not my point. I can admit that. I can say that. I'm like, yes, he hasn't played great. Yes, like, tell me something that I don't know. My point with Lamar tonight is that the game should have been iced out by the defense. And this is why I'll say that the defense isn't very good. Maybe not very good, but why the Ravens aren't a contender. Because the defense should have iced out the Bengals, and instead they let the Bengals on, like, a six, seven, eight minute drive. And then the Bengals, they score a touchdown. They burn the two, they burn two minutes. They burn the two minute warning, right? Granted, Baltimore has all three of their timeouts, but they burn the two minute warning. They burn so much time and clock and they punt the ball away or they kick off the ball after getting the touchdown and going ahead against the Ravens. And it puts a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson to operate. Wow, what are the Bengals doing? What are they doing? Defensively. Just like, what, why? The Bengals are playing a off-coverage scheme where for some weird reason they're just like, yeah, with one minute and 10 seconds to go, we're just going to drop everybody 10-plus yards back. Oh, and by the way, there should have been a penalty. Lamar. Oh, that's why he snapped it. Because there should have been too many men on the field. And I think he got it. I think he got the other uh, penalty. And they run on first. Oh, he's gone. That's what I'm talking about. Lamar <clears throat> <clears throat> Jackson just fucking got the Baltimore Ravens like 20 yards. On like a read option play. Sets up his blockers. Patient, agile, fast runner. Trips up over Devin Duvernay. Get the fuck out of Lamar Jackson's way. I don't even know who his backs are. It's like there's J.K. Dobbins and they've been running like these read option, like jet screens or whatever with, with 17. That's Kenyon Drake who's a running back apparently. I mean, I know who Kenyon Drake is, but he, he's, he, he looks skinny. Like, he doesn't look like he's a back. Like a running back. Now it's like Lamar Jackson has to do everything all over again. He's just like, oh my God, I gotta, we gotta do everything myself. Who called a timeout? Somebody called a timeout. Lamar Jackson. Compensating for his mistakes, admittedly. Bad coaching and bad defense. Let's see what happens. Now first and 10 at the Bengals 36 yard line. And just like that, the, the Ravens are already cooking. Bengals burn a timeout trying to stop the clock running because they're already inside field goal range. Again, the game is 
17 to 16. They just run the football with Kenyon Drake. They burn another timeout for the Bengals. I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game, right? I said it last week or two weeks ago, whenever or whatever it was when the, I think it was last week when the Ravens just, instead of going and kicking the field goal, they were like, you know what we're going to do guys? We, we are going to run a fourth down play instead of just kicking the field goal and playing defense. And playing defense doesn't necessarily mean that you stop them. It just means that potentially you slow them down. You know what I mean? Just like, just slow them down. Slow them down. Have them burn off a crap ton of clock. And then Lamar Jackson can potentially get the ball. But just don't, don't do what you did last week. You know? Lamar Jackson means like five yards on second and six. Go for it on fourth down, potentially, maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. Just kicked it. I was, uh, see, I, I started to get a little bit John Harbaugh. I'm like, let me like go for it on fourth down. When, you, when you're down by one and all you need is three points to go up, I'm like, don't go for it on fourth down. Just kick the field goal. Kick it. Kick it. Mar Chase is looking on very sadly. And uh, he shouldn't, you know? I used to call this getting Bradied, where you just, you know, you you gave the guy on the opposite side of the football field two minutes or less than two minutes left, thinking, well, we did it. We're up by X amount of points, a field goal, a touchdown. This guy won't be able to go down the football field and score uh, the remaining touchdown. And I used to call it getting Bradied, and I still will probably call it getting Bradied. R. Jackson gets the fourth down, or excuse me, the third down. Clock is running. Bengals have no timeouts. Justin Tucker, who hit a 58-yard field goal today. He's getting warmed up. He's getting juiced up on the football field. Just kicked the fucking field goal. Going to take one final timeout. Excuse me. As Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens finally win the football game. Can you imagine if they did this last week? Can you imagine if they were just like, yeah, we're just going to kick the field goal. Like, this is literally the exact same situation from last week, right? The Ravens were up by, I think at that point in time, like they were up by six points. But we'll just like pretend that the Baltimore Ravens were up by like, by um, by like three points and the Bengals only needed like three points to tie the game or whatever, right? So the Bills last week, they went down, they scored. And there is like no time left for Lamar Jackson to do anything. With the Baltimore Ravens getting the points, getting the lead, it forced the Bengals to go down the football field, score a touchdown. They got the ball back. Lamar Jackson had all three of his timeouts left. He only needed one to win the fucking football game. And so now, because Lamar Jackson is the star of your football team, he goes down on the last drive, potentially about to win the game on a 43-yard field goal. This is ironically enough the same length at which the Arizona Cardinals field goal kicker just missed to potentially tie against the Eagles. Let's see if he hits it. And he does. Baltimore wins 19-17. to Gee whiz, it's almost as if everything that I said last week was correct. Get the points, win the game, play defense, slow them down, get your quarterback enough time to roll down the football field to potentially score the game-winning touchdown or field goal, or in this case, two stars of the night, Lamar Jackson, Justin Taka. Ridiculous. 
Ridiculous. Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph. Hold on. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow embracing. Isn't it ironic? Baker Mayfield was in the uh, the division until uh, until this year, obviously, and it was thought that it would be Lamar and Baker, and now it's Lamar and Joe, as it rightfully should be. Oh, yeah, are they rocking? They're rocking the... Um... God, uh, like, by the way, Bengals, they ran out of the tunnel. Those crispy white uniforms. Why then would you then wear the orange? When you have the crispy white helmets... With the white unis, why would you then go back to the orange helmet? That's why you lost. If you had the white helmets with the white jerseys, you would look icy, crispy, instead of a disaster. Uncoordinated, non-matching, ridiculousness. Let me try and listen to what Lamar Jackson's talking about with Joe Barjona. I can't. I can't hear because Mike Tarico is talking and out of the thousands of microphones and cameras that are on the football field that can pick up sound from in, from just so many different angles on the football field for some ridiculous reason the microphones that are literally like right next to the players on the fucking football field are the worst microphones on the planet like your cell phone has a better microphone than the $1000 microphones that are on the football field Regardless, Bengals won today. I don't have any, not Bengals, Ravens won today. I don't have anything else to say besides like Ravens, they're not a Super Bowl contender to me. Um, that's kind of obvious over the last couple of weeks. And it's not really Lamar because as we've seen against Miami and against the Bills, as much as Lamar Jackson can do, as much he can play for you. Even in this case, there were times where I was just like, Bengals could potentially win. So. We we will see what happens with the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. But I don't think I already I already cast off the Bengals tonight. I was like, I don't think the Bengals will will really make a whole lot of noise in uh, this offseason. And I think I'll extend that same courtesy to the uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think they'll go far. I don't think so. Um, a lot, a lot of football left, but I think the Ravens and the Bengals are done. Let me plug in my computer. Let me take a seat and then let me, um, then let me talk about other teams. Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. Again, I got the fucking Britney Renner commercial again. The Britney Renner crystal commercial. And I was just like... <laughs> she had, like, her makeup done. You know how, like, there's certain actors and actresses that are, like, doing these advertisements or whatever? And, and I'm like, yeah, like, there's no fucking way that that person is going to eat that. Or uses that. Then it was just like, no, like, um... Oh, she fucking did. She was in the Crystal commercial. She's just like, she's fucking eating a chicken, a chicken sandwich, and she's got her makeup done. You know, uh, she looks great, and she fucking, <laughs> she fucking takes a bite. And I was like, there's no way she's gonna eat that. I was like, no, she, uh, 
He did. He did. All right. Anyways, going back to what I was talking about with football. So, two things. All right. Once again, Dallas, I believe, is the top-rated team in the NFC or one of the top-rated teams in the NFC, and they play up against the Eagles, who are the top-rated team in the NFC. And I'll talk about both of their wins and kind of how they got them and things of that nature. And um, I was going down the rabbit hole of talking about and predicting two things, right? Damn it, I got another Brittany Renner chicken ad. They're, they really want to sell me on these fucking, on these fucking crystal chicken dumbass fucking sandwiches. And I'm like, crystal is, I mean, out of any fast food joint, crystal has got to be the worst. Gotta be the worst. I hate Crystal so much. I hate the advertisement. I hate the food. Get it out of my face. Sorry. Anyways. It's like I keep I keep getting two different versions of the exact same ad. They're advertising a chicken sandwich. I'm like, I don't eat at Crystal to begin with. Stop advertising. I hate it so much. It, sorry about that. Going back to what I was talking about earlier with the Cowboys. I said, I'll like last week, I predicted that the Rams were going to go down to the Cowboys. And it was, I believe... After I watched the Rams against the 49ers, where I was like, oh, the, the Rams, they just got absolutely destroyed by the 49ers defensive line. And they got how many sacks did the 49ers fucking get? How many sacks? They got four? Not four. Oh my God, they gave up seven. They gave up seven sacks. When I saw that, I was like, oh, it's over. It's a wrap. It's fucking done. Cowboys are going to beat the Rams. And they did. 22 to 10. Cowboys, they gave up three sacks against Aaron. And it was because of Tyler Smith. And they had found Tyler Smith. And Aaron was awesome today. And da 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 da. Uh, Tyler Smith struggled against Aaron Donald. And they, like that happens. I don't really care. I don't think that that reflects poorly on him as a football player. Rams, though, they gave up five sacks. Disaster. And they gave up the, uh, the dub here. It was not a very good game for the Rams, really at all. But I called my shot last week, and I'll call my shot this week, and I'll say two things. I'll predict two things. Firstly, I don't think Dak Prescott plays. To me, personally speaking, it's not even about him being 100%. It's about getting a cupcake. So these, So this last month, right, to me, they squeaked out. If you went back and if you told me, 24, Dak Prescott's going to get hurt against the Bucks. The next four weeks, what do you think the record will be? I would have said, well, maybe and probably the Cowboys can beat the Giants and the Washington football team. But I don't think they'll beat the Rams and the Bengals. That's what I would have said. Obviously, that did not happen. The Cowboys didn't go two for two in four weeks. They went 4-0. So now, things have changed for me. Apparently, Dak is going to get his hand checked again on Monday. Da-da-da-da-da. Going to see if he can play. I'm going to go ahead and predict Dak doesn't play. And if I'm the Cowboys, I wouldn't play him. Because next week, not this, not, excuse me, not, uh, oh my God, it's, Time is confusing, but not like this weekend because we're already in a weekend, but not like 
October 16th on Sunday Night Football. Not technically next week's game, but the week after, on October 23rd, Dallas will go back to Dallas, and they'll be on a two-game home streak or home session where they're going to be going up against the Lions and the Bears. That's when I would play Dak. I would be like, look, the Eagles against the Cowboys, it's not in Dallas. It's going to be a hard game for the Cowboys to win. I wouldn't play Dak Prescott here. I wouldn't play him against the Eagles. I would just push it. And really, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, that's when I would see if we can beat the Cowboys, not the Cowboys, the Eagles again. That's when I would make that push. But that's me. If I'm the Cowboys, that's what I would do. I'd be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have the home game and it's gonna be against the Eagles, and we're gonna be and we're gonna try and beat the shit out of the Eagles. In about two months. But we'll see what happens. By the way, you look at Dallas's schedule. Look at their schedule. Their schedule is Eagles, Lions, Bears, Packers. So you can maybe argue that they lose to the Eagles. I don't think they lose to the Packers. Vikings, Giants, Colts, Texans, Jags, Eagles again on December 24th. Titans, Washington. How many losses is that? Like, they've lost one game. They may go 13-4. and 14-3 and this year. And because... Of the way the scheduling works, the Cowboys, they faced off against this year, the NFC North, and the AFC South, two of the worst divisions in pro football. They get two very, very easy divisions to play against this year. Ironically enough, everybody thought that people were going to dog walk the NFC East. That doesn't happen. That hasn't happened. Giants are 4-1. and Cowboys are 4-1. and Eagles are 5-0. and Well, the Eagles, they have a similar schedule where it's like they beat the Cardinals they get the Cowboys, and then it's Steelers, watch, not Washington, Steelers, Texans, then Washington, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys again, December 24th, Saints on New Year's Day, and then Eagles, or excuse me, Giants at home, end of season. Like literally, potentially, they only have two hard games. Maybe, maybe if you want to count the Packers, which I I kind of don't at this point. This game is really, really, really important because there's not a lot of losses on either schedule for either team. When it comes to the Cowboys and the Eagles, and they're both divisional rivals, so they're not going to have a lot of opportunities. So they will have, excuse me, another opportunity. To, uh, to take the series in Dallas. And I think because of Dallas's strength of schedule and depending on how many games you win in the NFC East, or not in the NFC East, excuse me, but in the NFC, I think that's like the tiebreaker. So if they do have like a tied score, I think Dallas may be able to, uh, I think Dallas may be able to like go to the playoffs. Hold on. There's something going on with Sunday Night Football. Hold on. Hold on.
So some, what was it? Like some kid, Chris Collinsworth threw a pin at some kid in the stands and that kid, and Chris had wanted his pin back and then the kid got the pin and then they autographed a t-shirt for him. And I'm like, neither one of your players. Do people really want Mike Tirico's autograph? <laughs> Do people want his autograph? No. No, they don't. <laughs> um, going back to the Cowboys, right? So, easy game. Or not easy game, but easy schedule for both the Cowboys and the Eagles. They need this next win. I don't think Dak will play in this game. And I don't think it matters. Because I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think they're going to win it. And I think Dallas will take over as the best team in the NFL next week. Look. You want my honest opinion about what happened today? Eagles shouldn't have won this game today. And the reality of the situation is the Eagles will get into their own way at times. And I think you want to know what else I think? Way too many people are saying that the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. I don't think that's the case. I saw Dallas. Jordan Mailata, by the way, is the best, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. He wasn't playing today. And you could see that with the Eagles. You could see that with their sacks. They have Andrew Dillard coming in. They're going to play a backup tackle. And I don't think their backup tackle matters because Dallas was able to get so much pressure last year against the Eagles' offensive line. Like, people forget that the Eagles got absolutely dog-walked by the Cowboys last year. And you look at the Eagles' wins, right? They've played great. They've played great. But their wins are Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jags, and Cardinals. And really, the Jags and the Cardinals have choked out their games. And what have I said all podcasts for the last two podcasts? Maybe not last two podcasts, but like all podcasts. I said, look, Dallas can close. Cardinals didn't close out today. They missed a field goal, a 43-yarder. And also, the Jags, right, who were up by like 17 points, didn't close. By the way, hold on. Sean McVay is... Sean McVay is giving me a press conference. I'm watching NBA, NFL, excuse me, game day final here. Hold on, let me see what he's got for me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So Sean McVay, they played me this clip of him saying that Sean, not Sean, uh, Matt Stafford needs some help and they're going to give him some. Apparently, like I completely forgot that Matt Stafford also has like tendonitis in his elbow that he's been dealing with for God knows how much amount of time. It's a bit ridiculous. How long he's been dealing with it. 
which I was kind of worried about going into the season. And then I'm like, I look at his recent performances and I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not very good. And considering how many times Matt Stafford has been getting hit this season, it's a bit insane that the Rams like haven't done something offensively. It's one of the weirdest things I've seen where I'm like, the Rams need wide receiver help and they're like not doing anything about it. And then they need offensive line help and they're not really doing anything about it as well. Some people are like, they don't have any first round draft picks. And I'm like, you can do what the Cowboys did and sign Jason Peters off of the street. You could have went out and gotten Dwayne Brown as well. Just saying Rams are in trouble, but I, I want to conclude what I was talking about with the Dallas Cowboys, but the two games to me in the two weeks prior to this, Jags and Cardinals, going back to the Eagles, Jags and Cardinals, both those teams should have closed out. They didn't. Eagles won both of those games. And when you look at both their games, right? When you look at Jags and the Eagles, not Jags and the Eagles, Jags and the Cardinals, especially that Cardinals game, Eagles, they started to get a little bit more eccentric with their passing. They were like, well, we got to throw it. We got to pass it. Da, 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 da. Not to say that they shouldn't. They obviously should. They have A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown, and, and Devontae Smith. But I think that plays into Dallas's hands with their terrible offensive line, with the Eagles' terrible, maybe not terrible offensive line is the best way to describe it, but with their, I think, overrated offensive line. And... I don't necessarily think that the running game for the Eagles, like everybody's like the running game is awesome. The running game, like Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts runs the fuck out of the football. They ran it with him 15 times, which is the exact same amount they ran it with Miles Sanders. That is an insane amount of times that you run the football. They they essentially run it 30 times. So the running game, it's like a double-edged sword, right? You have to run it efficiently, you have to run it effectively, and you have to get out to to early points and early scores, which for the most part, the Eagles do. But if you don't do all that stuff that I just said, if you don't get out early and score points and, and, um, and get time of possession and things of that nature, or you don't get these big plays, it always comes back to bite you in the ass. They had almost 10 more minutes of time of possession against the Cardinals today. like their running game was working but one thing Dallas is pretty damn good at it's not just putting pressure on people it's also stopping the run and making adjustments so you mean to tell me hey I get it they want to throw the football that's why they brought in Sirianni but I think the Eagles defense is a tad bit overrated and I think the Eagles offense to some degree is also overrated as well they have these like hot and cold streaks depending on the games and things of that nature in Arizona, I mean, if Arizona was a better football team, you know, not even if that, if Arizona had DeAndre Hopkins, I feel like they probably would have won this game. They could have tied it. I think the Eagles are a lot more susceptible than people are giving them credit for, to be honest with you. It's Kenny Pickett. I'm watching Kenny Pickett fucking scrum because some guy lands on his ankle incorrectly. God, I love Kenny Pickett so fucking much. God, I love Kenny Pickett. Yes! 
He's getting into fights with defensive linemen. <clears throat> he's a rookie and he's getting into fights. I love Kenny. He's already so Pittsburgh. I love Kenny Pickett. Anyways, next weekend, Dallas at Cardinals. I'm taking the, the uh, not Dallas at Cardinals, Dallas at Eagles. I'm taking the Cowboys. We'll see what happens. 49ers at Panthers. Final game we'll talk about tonight. 37-15 victory for the Niners. Another horrifying performance by the Panthers. You know what I'm doing? You know what? I'm making a phone call. If I'm the Rams, or if I'm, for example, the Green Bay Packers, I'm making a phone call. And I'm calling the Niners, and I'm like, look, you guys are struggling with DJ Moore. You guys potentially are going to move off of Baker Mayfield this offseason. Let us help you help yourself. We'll give you a first-round draft pick. We'll give you our next year's first-round draft pick. And if I'm Green Bay, I'm like, we'll give you our first-round draft pick for DJ Moore. Straight up. He's a big contract. You can offload him. You guys need more offensive linemen, obviously. Offensive line today. Gave up six sacks. Everybody wants to play up against the Cardinals. Not the Cardinals, but the Panthers. Because you guys, uh, we'll give you a first rounder for DJ Moore. We'll we'll move on with our lives. You know, they lost thirty-seven to fifteen against the 49ers. They were a joke today. That's what I would do if I was Green Bay. I'd be like, you guys want a first for DJ? We'll take a first. We'll give you a first for DJ Moore. Why the fuck not? That's what I would do if I was Green Bay. But there really isn't that much to talk about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers because it's just like they're losers. They've been losers. They have continued to be losers. They have continued to set the bar. The level of expectation for that football team continues to fall by the minute. And it has everything to do with the fact that they have consistently and continuously played or not even played is the best way to describe it. They have this weird infatuation with Matt rule and this weird, just stupid philosophy that they will not move on from him, even though he has given up. And there are some reports. There are conflicting reports where people have said that if he has like a horrendous performance, he could, he could get fired. I think this is, the justification that potentially David Tapper needs, the owner of the the Carolina Panthers. However, it's like, I feel like he had the justification of fire Matt Rule last year. It wasn't very good last year. It's like when you look at Matt Rule now, when you look at him today, you're just like, why do you suck so much? You're not very good. You're not a very good head coach. Your team is not prepared. Your team is worse essentially than what it was like two, three years ago when you got the job. Why are you terrible? Why are you worse? 
You should be better. It's not that hard to not be this terrible. And yet, surprise, surprise, Matt Rule has subverted my expectations and he really is that bad. Again, final score, 37 to 15. Baker Mayfield is on the team. Shout out to all the Baker bros out there that were like, Baker's going to come in and he's going to, he's going to shake, he's going to shock the world. He's going to shape, shake up everything. He's going to be awesome for us. Da, 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 da. And then like, it turns out Baker Mayfield is just bad, which I said again, it's like, oh yeah, he's just terrible. And then the Panthers have like, like it's, it's so weird. It's like, again, Shannon, I think said it best where it was just like, bro, like Baker's playing so poorly that DJ Moore, like people think DJ Moore is like a problem, which is why I'm like, maybe there's an opening there. Maybe there's not. We will see. Anyways, I'm tired. I'm peacing out for tonight. We'll kind of wrap up this whole thing on Tuesday. I'm taking off as I always do Monday. I will see you Tuesday. We'll talk about kind of the implications of this week's games. Till then, hope you have a fantastic day. I'll see you Tuesday. 24th podcast.